<laughs> oh goodness. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Neon Talk, a podcast about innovation, motivation, and inspiration. I'm your host, Paige Hardy, and today is episode number 41. So, um, as some of you may or may not know, our interview, well, I shouldn't even say interview, actually, our guest of today is More Breaks, Please. He's actually been on once before for an interview. He's also one of Neon Black sponsored artists. Um, great music. And also, hello, everybody who is joining. Um, very quick join-ins. I love it today. It's going to be a great Wednesday. Um, so, but before I get into uh, bringing more breaks, please, on real quick, which I see you down there. What's up? Um, I just want to get into some Neon news real quick. So, last week on Neon Talk, we had Grate Apparel, um, a.k.a. Caleb Smith, the founder, um, had a lot of a really good talk about uh, the fashion industry and just kind of being an entrepreneur and kind of the road takes and struggles that it came down to. And uh, he gave some really, really great advice. So it's a great podcast. Um, I actually see you down there in the chat as well. So um, had a lot of fun last week. That was a blast. Um, it'll be available for you guys to watch soon back up on Facebook. I'm uh, getting everything converted soon. Um, and next on Neon News, I've got, um, oh, speaking of kind of like switching things around a little bit, we are working on Twitch. Uh, finally, it should be finalized here soon. So hopefully by the end of this month, we'll be over on Twitch. So I will be trying to remind you guys, um, cause once we do that, it'll be, it'll be a lot more convenient. You'll be able to watch these podcasts a lot more after they're done. And I think it'll just be a lot, lot smoother at the end of the day. Um, don't have to rely on Instagram so much. Sorry, Instagram don't mean to bash you. Um, but in the meantime, you can also go check out all of our uh, esports gamers that go stream on Twitch. Uh, you can find all their links on neonblackorg.com. So go check them out if you like watching that kind of stuff because I think it's pretty cool. Um, and my last uh, neon news topic here before I bring um, more breaks, please, in is also go check out our new summer drop. Uh, pretty cool. If you're looking to need for bathing suits or 3M reflective hoodies or duffel bags, I mean, we've got money, we've got galaxies, we've got snakeskin. Oh my, we've even got some skater skirts and some new da- and some new hats. Ah, just, they're just great. Um, so definitely go check those out. Uh, meantime, and you know, you can always use my code Page Hardy Photography for 20% off if you wanted to. But enough self promotion. Let's, uh, let's go down to the meat and potatoes of today and um, bring more breaks, please, in. If you didn't see the topic of tonight, it is um, the EDM scene flirt or not. So I really hope that it kind of intrigued you, which, hey. What up? Not much. How are you? Great. How are you doing? Pretty good. Um, so were you a little curious about my, uh, my title for the topic? I was. I'm not going to lie. I was like... Interesting. So, um, you know, it's kind of, you know, as we talked, um, you know, before this podcast, but everyone else doesn't know, um, you know, you're an EDM artist, DJ, and, you know, all over North Carolina. So I think it's been pretty prevalent just to kind of, you know, talk about the music scene. And not only that, but Neon Talk itself, you know, I try to focus it on being a very inspirational, motivational podcast. And I feel like, you know, might have some uh, good advice and, and, you know, conversation to to influence the rest of the world here. So that's kind of where my thoughts were at that. Yeah, no, I, I, I 
no, I like that. I mean, I'm definitely all, always trying to inspire new people. You know, you have to. You have to keep it alive. If you don't have new incoming talent and new ideas, it becomes very stagnant and boring. No, I agree. Um, you know, everybody trying to do the same thing is, is boring. I don't don't like the same. Don't be sheep. No. <laughs> um, yeah. So... Uh, to kind of backtrack and, I guess, introduce you a little bit better. Um, More Breaks, Please, like I said earlier, has been a sponsored artist with Neon Black Clothing for a good while now. And we had our... Old school. Old school Neon Black. Oh, yeah. Back, back, back in the day. Um, Wait. And we had your first interview. Man, maybe when we first started up the Neon Talks, I want to say maybe it's like September or October like November maybe-ish time last year? No. It was after the first of the year because I know yeah. I was in San Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. It was probably just in January then. Yeah, it was, it was like early early January. Man, still. It was still a long time ago, long enough at least. So um, since some of the folks who are watching may not, um, you know, have tuned into that podcast, fill them in a little bit about, um, you know, your your history with the music scene and, and kind of where you come from with that. I mean, I started in 94, 95 in Florida. So I'm a Florida kid. That's why I like break beats because back in the day, you only had a, a handful of genres to really choose from. And breaks always pulled me in because it wasn't that constant four on the floor. It wasn't drum and bass, which was sped up breaks. It was something that, you know, at the time was kind of in line with, with the rap music, like it still had that about that same BPM, and, and you could kind of see the similarities in both of them, just like you still can today. Yeah, yeah, and I, um, you know, it's definitely a, uh, a different genre than kind of like the basic mainstream uh, EDM that's out there now. Um, so, what would you kind of say is really like the difference in, I guess, just playing different genres throughout? just kind of anywhere in general is there like a different type of scene and throughout different like you know what i mean like kind of how like heavy metal definitely attracts a different crowd than a country <laughs> does like house attract a different you know kind of vibe yes it does it's weird like you can go to any different city across the united states it seems like and you can have people you can have like a house night and you notice the house crowd they're typically really, really laid, like super laid back, super chill. You can approach any of them and have a really, really good conversation with them. I mean, that's across the board, but they're a little bit more refined people, not to put anybody down. Um, they're typically um, just really laid back, and they're there for the music. So if you're playing house and then 45 minutes later, you're playing drum and bass, they're still going to be there for the music because that's where they want to be. They're not... They're not genre specific. I mean, people who go out for drum and bass want to hear drum and bass. Okay. People who go out want to hear breaks. But the house crowd is like super, super open. And that's really what I got started with before I really fell into the niche genre of, of break beats. Okay. Um, no, that, makes, that makes a lot of sense. Kind of just like uh, an interchangeable kind of genre vibe, I feel. No, I got you. Um, so does that kind of like, is that expressed a lot through like different venues? Like I, have you ever played a show where you've been an opener to someone that's headlining where like yours music styles just like don't really connect. So you kind of have to really make a, like a, a set 
that plays to that and have you ever like upset crowds just due to the fact that you're like your sound so different than the headliner is i wouldn't say upset crowds it's weird because say that i'm the opener obviously i play a lot of break beats i play not only break beats but that's my main that's my bread and butter yeah you know obviously i don't want to go harder than the person who's after me or, or the person who's closing out the night or the headliner but Yes, I mean, when I come on, you definitely can see a shift in, in the crowd that's on the floor. Uh, so say the person that was before me, <coughs> sorry, I'm still a little sick. Yeah. <laughs> the person who was on before me was playing house. You can kind of see those house people kind of drift off and you can see a different group of people coming in and, and then within 20 or 30 minutes, everybody's there because they're like, oh, okay, this song's relatable. Mm-hmm. So... You know, kind of like with all the different crowds, you know, genres are one thing, but have you really seen like a different, uh, I guess, love uh, in a community, like within the different cities of North Carolina or just any place you've kind of played? Yes, it's weird. Like you can go to to places like Charlotte and Raleigh and you can find everybody loves kind of like everything. You know, like what Robin does every Tuesday night. Like, that is never one set genre every night. But you can go multiple different Tuesdays in a row, and I've done it. I've just showed up, and people are like, what are you doing? You live so far away. And it's somebody different, somebody that you've never seen. And everybody's really there for the music and that community and that vibe, which they do amazing. When you go to Charlotte, you'll, you'll see different crowds of people on different nights not like you see in Raleigh Asheville's kind of like Raleigh where everybody's there for the music there's only really a couple places that that really do it well lots of places that do it but only a couple places that do it well but they're there for that that crowd they're there for that good time you know they don't have to worry about anything stupid going on yeah well what do you mean per se by like not doing it well like as in bad promoters bad like Venue owners or bad promoters, bad bad venue, you know, bad promoters, venues. I mean, even as somebody who has been doing it for as long as I have, you know, when you're an artist, you have to expect the worst case scenario when you get on any stage. So you have to have three thumb drives, four thumb drives. You have to have, you know, a backup pair of headphones, a backup pair of you know adapters. Because not always is it going to be communicated to you that, oh, hey, the CDJs don't link. Or, oh, you're playing on a controller. You're going to need to plug into someone's. You know, those are the things that, the unknowns, that sometimes we get so busy promoting before a show and trying to get people out and talking to friends and hotels and whatnot lined up that we don't think to ask those questions. So, you know, there, there are places that do that much better than others. Yeah. Um, now when it comes to like promoting, you know, I know a lot of artists obviously do a lot of their own promotion. I've been in the music scene, uh, definitely a while, but coming from enough to see it, not a while, I shouldn't say that I am not anywhere near, uh, but, um, you know, coming, I guess, from more of an artist perspective, is there really a struggle to, get proper promotion in like the community because um, you know kind of the way I see it is a you know a different perspective it, it is hard I mean because obviously as somebody who's being paid or you know somebody who's playing an event I want to play to a crowd I mean if I want to play to five people I can play at my house and have my best friends over mm-hmm. um, 
can only Facebook post so many times about an event. Um, and, and, you know, when you have three or four different artists posting on the same night, it kind of becomes like, oh, I've seen that already. You know, already. It becomes yeah. one of the things where it is really, really hard, especially for me with, you know, you know the backstory with everything I have going on in my life, with the, you know, the hundred different things that I do. Yeah. It's really hard to find that time and learn the different ways to market and to get people drug, not drug, but get people interested in coming out and seeing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Um, and do you feel like it's usually put more on just like individual artists or do more artists? I mean, I mean, I guess cause also the EDM scene is obviously very different than, you know, like the hip hop scene and stuff like that when it comes to promotion. Um, so do you find that like EDM artists or, you know, just kind of more along those lines are kind of more independent when it comes to their promoting? Yeah, I mean, I think it books for a show. It's, it's like an unwritten rule of, you know, the, the EDM game that, hey, you're going to need to talk about this as much as possible. You know, don't over-talk about it, but, if you, you know, we want you to send out those friend requests to the end, to, you know, those invites to the event. You know, there are artists out there that do it a thousand times better than I do, and I don't understand how they do it. I, I don't know if they have some magical box. I don't know if they have 15 kids in the back just typing stuff up for them all day, but it, it is one of those things that, yes, if you're booked for an event, you should definitely be talking about it multiple times a week um, and trying to get your friends involved and on your team. Yeah. Um, well, you know, when it comes down to definitely like having to find those like friends and having to do all that marketing and everything, like, would you say that being an EDM artist, you know, because also with like, a, you know, that's the thing but with a different music community, you know, things are different. A lot of some hip hop artists or, you know, country artists, ED, even like, you know, alternative end up having, you know, managers um, at some point. Do you feel like a lot of the time in the EDM scene, because as I've noticed, a lot of the artists are usually just very independent. Do you have to bring on a lot of those entrepreneurial skills um, between like just kind of everything, the networking, the marketing, the, you know, the promotion, all that, that comes on into play or. You do. I mean, the electronic dance music scene back in the, the early, early nineties, late eighties, when it was started, was really based on the DIY, you know, like the do it yourself. Like, could I pay somebody an okay salary to be my manager and to manage my Facebook page for me and all my other pages and, you know, maintain everything? Yes, I certainly could. But for me, that's kind of taken away from me. I, I lose that personal touch, even though I'm telling them what to do. Mm. Um, I mean, for some artists, a manager is a sister. They, they make my ADD look perfectly normal. Um, so they need that. I can't have that. Like, I have a few admins on my page that'll go and throw up, like, stupid stuff just because I haven't posted them all, and they know that I've got so much going on. But it's one of those things that you have to be able to, to network, you have to be able to introduce yourself to people. I mean, ninety percent of the shows that I've played in the past three years are because I was at the right place at the right time and had the right conversation with the right person. And oh, yeah. followed up with them and said, "Hey, you know, we talked the other night. We probably had a couple of adult beverages. I wanted to reintroduce myself. It was great talking to you." And that's how the stars have aligned for me to play some of the really awesome places that I've played. <clears throat> Now, like, aside from all of those great, like, situations, opportunities that come into play, have you ever had something 
or seen something um, just kind of go horribly wrong from someone who just kind of jumped into things too quickly and didn't really comprehend what they were getting into? Yes. You know, that goes back to the having multiple thumb drives with your files on it. Um, I, I've seen several people that were openers that were really, really excited to play. You know, they were so excited. You could see that first time jitter, you know, the jitters that I still get, even at this time, and you could see that excitement. I really wanted to see them play, but there was an equipment malfunction, and they didn't have a backup plan. They only had one thumb drive. Like, I, I, if I had an extra one, I would gladly give them. I always had my computer with me. But it was one of those situations that I couldn't help out. I mean, yeah. I guess that's how I got involved with Neon Black, is I was always that guy that was like, oh, you're having a problem? I got you. What do you need? Because you have to be prepared for those worst-case scenarios. Yeah. So have you ever had really bad situations with venues themselves versus, like, I mean, aside from, like, you know, equipment, actual equipment that you're using, like the the physical environment or, like, how a show went down, how you were paid even. I think that's another big honest controversy is is payouts when it comes to yeah. artists, too. And the misunderstandings of the, like, you know, everything. Oh, yeah. I mean, at this point, I, I, will, I will honestly say there's going to be people out there that I'm going to get backlash from. Hopefully, there are people... <laughs> that will book me that I know that they want to pay me and I will intentionally ghost before the end of the night before they can pay me. I don't, for certain people, I don't because I'm so far away and I really enjoy what they do. I will never take their money. Um, for other people, like if it's uh, somebody that I've always looked up to and I've always wanted to play for before them, after them, whatever, maybe I'm not taking your money. It, this is for me. It's not, it is money driven, but it is not money driven. Now, on the flip side of that, I was approached by a club in my local town. They were like, hey, we're doing kind of weak on this night. Hey, you know, we'll, we'll split the door with you as long as we get X amount of people in the door. Um, you know, if we don't, don't worry about it. You know, we talked about it exclusively for weeks. We promoted it. We put a flyer together. And the turnout wasn't what the club owner wanted it to be. And at the end of the night, the club owner, at the end of the night, the club owner looked at me and said, well, that's going to be $220. I was like, Oh, you're going to give me 220 bucks? He's like, no, you owe me that for the staff. And I was like, that's that was never a part of the deal. Like, no, I'm yeah. not going to pay you. these people. You approached me. That's not how this. That's not how this goes down. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I mean, like, it's definitely the people, man. <laughs> um. So, I guess, you know, what about festivals? Um, are festivals any, like, what's the difference between, like, the festival, just everything that kind of we touched on versus kind of the local hometown stuff? A festival is a, is a completely different monster. Like, obviously, I've been associated with most of the neons that have happened mm -hmm. um, in, in all different capacities. Um, and, and that's a different monster. I mean, you, you have hundreds of people. Um, I mean, sometimes you're playing in the middle of the afternoon equipment that's been out in the sun for 12 hours. Yeah. So that could be a thing. You know, getting, getting your fans there and, and getting people there can, can sometimes be a struggle. But then it's all the back-end stuff that goes into it. Like, oh, we forgot this. We have to go get this. We have to go get that. Um, 
and it's often getting people to the venue, which can sometimes be a struggle, but festivals are fun because, you know, you're only on stage for an hour, an hour and a half at most, but then you really get to hang out with people who were there to see you or see somebody else and make really good connections. Yeah. And, um, especially when you're behind the stage, like you, you have an opportunity like at a neon to meet people from all over the Southeast. You've probably never met before or heard of before because they're playing genres of music that I didn't even know existed, you know, 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Um, but to get to that, to those festival levels and to be able to play multiple different cities, if, if you're up and coming, going to events and practicing your craft is the easiest way to get there. I don't care if it's 20 minutes a day mixing. I don't care if it's just showing up at a club and having a drink, paying for somebody to get in, just making yourself known, just not walking in and saying, hey, I want to play here. It, it doesn't work like that. Like Club owners and promoters have to see you there. They have to know, oh, okay, this person is really committed mm-hmm. before they're canceling if you're brand new. If you've been doing it forever and you've got a little bit of a following and you have the right connection, it's going to be a lot easier for you to get that if that's what you want. Um, I mean, Chris Farenstock will tell you that. I mean, just it's it's showing up and, and supporting over and over and over again. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of instant gratification uh, that's wanted nowadays, and uh, you know, it doesn't. People don't realize that you have to kind of support those who you want to support you. Um, you know, it's a two-way road. You can't can't expect something out of someone and not give back in return. I definitely, I definitely see that a lot. Even like people joke around all the time. I'm like, bro, like this is what I'm trying to do for a living. If you appreciate me as an artist, then like you'll understand on a different level. And it is, you know, it can be hard, uh, especially, you know, as you were saying, you know, getting people to your shows. I feel like that it definitely can be a difficult thing is, you know, support is one thing when it's verbal. It's another thing when it's physical. Um, and being a, an entrepreneur and an artist, I think that, that, you know, that love, that support, that loyalty, that's really what it comes down to. It's for your growth. Um, and you know, that's kind of why I just decided to choose the topic, uh, well, the, the name of the topic to be plur or not. Cause honestly, when it comes down to everything that we talked about today, um, you know, whether it's growing yourself as an individual artist, uh, learning and just kind of experiencing everything that comes along with it. Um, you know, that support and that having someone to have your back at the end of the day is really what is the only thing that keeps us growing. Um, because without that, you know, we all we all feel feel pretty shitty sometimes. <laughs> so let's think back. I mean, for me, I'm old. I turned forty in December. Um, I mean, this scene. What really drug me into the electronic dance music scene as a whole was, you know, I was 14, 15 years old. That was the first time in my life that I was openly accepted. Nobody cared what kind of shoes I was wearing, what jeans I was wearing. Yeah. Nobody cared what my parents did, where I lived. They were just like. You're you. We, yeah. we love you. You're, you're Patrick. Come on, open arms. And and from there, it was like, okay, that's a community that I want to be a part of. You know, it's not always about the dollar signs. Like everybody needs money. We got to have expensive things in oh, life. Yeah. But it was the that that community and the way that those people made me feel it was just like, no, this is I, I'm gonna be here for a long time. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of really all I got for today. 
Um, honestly, I think we hit on uh, quite a few pretty good bullet points um, within the music scene. I hope uh, hope we attracted some minds and made people do some thinking. So definitely appreciate you coming on. Do you have anything uh, to add before sign off here? Support your local promoters. Uh, I mean, even if you can't be there physically, if they're showing, or if they're doing a really, really big show, and you've got ten or fifteen bucks to buy a ticket, you're not going to be able to just help them out because. Oh yeah. I'm in, I'm in the midst of planning my forty-year-old birthday party, and there's an artist that I want to bring in North Carolina, and I never thought it would be that much money. But at the end of the day, it's my fortieth birthday party. The money doesn't matter, but I can only imagine what. You know, even if it's an artist you like, I mean, part of that ticket's going to go to the artist. Oh, yeah. Just buy a ticket. Give it away. Don't even show up. That helps them out just that little bit. Oh, yeah. 100%. I think that's uh, some very good advice. Um, well, thanks again. This has been a blast. We'll definitely have you on again here soon. Oh, no. I, I'm always down to talk to you guys. You know I love brand. You know I love what you guys do. Hell, Yeah. Love you very much. We'll keep up the good work. I hope to see you play again here soon, uh, whether it's Charlotte or Raleigh. Probably be Raleigh. Yeah, that's what I figured. You seem to uh, travel this way to at least uh, play quite often. So definitely uh, keep us updated. We'll make sure we post it up in the neon black stuff too. Spread the word. Spread the love. Oh, for sure. All right. Well, thanks again, Patrick. Have a good rest of your night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, guys. Well, I mean, I thought that was thought that was a pretty good time. Thanks for vibing out. Uh, if you're still here, definitely much appreciated. Um, and just to kind of wrap things up, um, you know, like I said earlier on, don't forget to go check out our new drop. Uh, it's pretty, it's pretty clutch. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. It's it's pretty good. I haven't bought anything yet, but just wait. I just had to get in my paycheck. That's it. I'll get them stuff soon. Um, if you want to schedule yourself a neon talk or you want to just get on and vibe out with me, um, you can message us at any of our platforms. Uh, you can even message me at uh, Paige Hardy underscore Paige Hardy Photography. You can go follow us at Neon Black Clothing on all of our platforms, Facebook, Instagram. Um, don't really use Snapchat that much anymore, but you can go follow our Neon Black or Twitter as well as Instagram as well if you're interested in the gaming um, other than that, next week we have DJ Duck on another one of our sponsored game uh, artists. Whew, I can't talk. It's been a long day. Um, and he'll be not his first interview anymore either. So we're probably going to vibe out. Uh, he knows some podcasts. Maybe talk about some podcast stuff, podcast world. Who knows? Tune in next week to find out, guys. I appreciate you so much for always being here. Much love. You guys are my support. It's the reason why I do these every week. So thank you guys again. I love you. Have a great Wednesday.